0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No
1: purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Hello and welcome to The Gridiron Show brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro. Super Bowl 54 is in the books. Patrick Mahomes. At 24 years old, is the youngest quarterback to ever win both an MVP and a Super Bowl. He did it with a huge third, uh, fourth quarter comeback, down 20 to 10, coming back to win 31 to 20. I'm heartbroken. Everyone's seen something pretty special. It's been a great week, and we'll reflect on it all coming up on the Gridiron Show, brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro. This is the uh, Grid Show brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro. We do still have that giveaway going for you lucky people. If you buy uh, uh, an action camera, a GoPro action camera, before the end of play tonight as we're recording this, then you have a chance to enter the competition. That's with Curry's PC World, of course. You have a chance to enter a competition to win a seven-day break here in Miami, Florida, with MVP travel, including flights, accommodation, transfers, staying at the brilliant Miami Marriott Biscayne Bay four-star hotel within easy reach of South Beach, 4-2. Website prices and offers may vary. Offers subject to availability. Terms and conditions at curries.co.uk forward slash Super Bowl. It's one inch per receipt, 18 plus residents only. So you have to have bought it by 23.59 tonight, Monday the 3rd of February. But we've had a cracking week in Miami, so I think we can all testify it's a brilliant prize.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a great city. Um said a couple of times all week, uh, over the week that it's not a city I was... I was clamouring to come to for some reason, I'm not really sure why that is now, but yeah, it's fantastic, just a beautiful city, lots to do, Um, I guess a lot less rough and ready than I expected, I thought kind of, it has a bit of a reputation at times, but so many beautiful parts, I mean, where we're staying here in Little Havana, you can hear the roosters in the background, no doubt, it's just a city, with so much, an area with so much character, and and lovely, I mean, we were out at 3am last night grabbing some food after we finally got back, and there's things going on, there's taco places, great tacos as well by the way, a lot better than the greasy kebabs you'd get in the UK at that time, and yeah, just, just very friendly people and, and great culture. The culture is the main thing, isn't
1: it? It's just uh, a mil- a mixing pot of loads of different nationalities, you're hearing Spanish all the time, so if you want to brush up on your Spanish, that's kind of fun. They recognized my very, very bad Portuguese as well at times, and um I just think the Cuban influence, and we saw it in the halftime show, yeah. with uh, J-Lo and her coat turning into a, a Cuban flag from the Star-Spangled Banner. Just, uh, that, I almost cheered like it was going to be the Union flag. I was just like,
3: go oh, on, Cuba! And, and, and We've I, only which, been here for about a week. And, and I think it, like the people who spent the week here almost would have more of an appreciation for that, anyone who spent time here for that halftime show, because I, th- I think they really hit the nail on the head, didn't they? And I think we've discussed earlier in the week how the halftime show really should reflect the city that it's in if, if possible and I thought those, uh, those two ladies did a great job of that last night well
2: in fact on that point um, if you take a look at our Twitter and Instagram feeds I think it's going on Facebook as well you can see a time lapse that we did with the GoPro Hero yeah. 8 of the halftime show that looks absolutely spectacular and it's just one of those other modes the GoPro Hero 8 Action Black has, it's got the time-lapse, it does photo mode. You'll, you'll end up, honestly, it's so small and compact, and just yeah. it, you'll just end up using it instead of your phone camera, because yeah. the quality of the pictures it takes are outrageous. Um, right, so... <laughs> are you okay, buddy? We're currently sat outside on a Monday morning. I don't think it's okay. It's about 24 degrees outside our Airbnb on this lovely wick of furniture. I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm not hungover. I, I, I'm in Miami... Everything should be good about the world, and yet this deep pit in my stomach. And what's weird about it is, Matthew Jerry told me yesterday. We will have coming up on the show uh, some conversations from the Kansas City Chiefs locker room. Tyron Matthew, I spoke to Bashar Breland, uh, Kendall Fuller. They weren't all members of the defensive back room, by the way. I also spoke with Matt Moore, the backup quarterback, who had some really interesting stuff to say about. Reed and, and Mahomes, Harrison, Butker, who had a brilliant game. The kickoffs, every time stopping at the one-yard line and forcing the San Francisco 49ers to start from more uh, from a a worse field position with almost every drive was was a huge part of the game. Actually, that was underrated. I think. So that'll all come up as well. And, and Sherry said to me last night. After the Patriots lost to the Eagles, he went into the, the Eagles locker room and saw players that he'd grown to become very fond of and, and got to know when he'd been doing the media availability and stuff, and it genuinely made him feel better. And last night, it genuinely made me feel better. By the time we got to the pub, bar, to Takaria, wherever we were, and we were having some beers, and we were having some... Uh, we were there with a the Hall of Fame voter, and we were chatting his ear off about the new class. I was feeling much better about the world. I have woken up feeling... Just awful again. I did go on quite the four-letter worded rant about Kyle Shanahan. But I feel like we should save the 49ers stuff and we should start off with the Chiefs. They have just won the Super Bowl after all. And they did so off a performance from Patrick Mahomes, which was two interceptions, looking rattled, down, just with 10 minutes left to go. They didn't look like a team that could come back into this game. You knew the talent was there. But he becomes the first quarterback to have three double-digit comebacks in the same postseason of all time. And he's 24 years old. I was saying I'd like to to have seen the MVP given to Damian Williams because I don't think any of us expected the run game to be so dominant for the Chiefs. But Mahomes' leadership, to put the team on his back, to hear from all those players about how he sounded on the sideline and how he behaved on the sideline... It's very difficult to not argue he's the most valuable player to this team, both on the day and in general.
3: Yeah, I mean, it comes back to what, what you define MVP as, I guess. But, I mean, the, the interesting part for me, I'm just kind of writing some notes this morning as I plan a piece that now, because I'm about to drive to Orlando for a holiday, it won't be written for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, this playoffs was really the, the stereotypical Andy Reid experience. You know, they were, they had maddening, infuriating moments in basically. To be clear, no, it wasn't because they were. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what I'll get onto. They had maddening, infuriating moments in every game, basically, and 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 Reed obviously is is a great coach, and and even before this, in my opinion, was a Hall of Fame coach. But he has had this issue in the postseason of. Whether it's overthinking himself or bad game management at the end of the game or, or whatever it is he, he does. But what he's found in Patrick Mahomes is what Bill Walsh had in Joe Montana and you know, Lombardi and Starr and Belichick and Brady. It's the great equaliser, which is a guy who never knows when he's beaten. And when it comes down to the fourth quarter, like he, he didn't play well for the majority of this game. This is the reality. But legends are made in the fourth quarter of Super Bowls. I watched Tom Brady throw two interceptions against the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49 that everybody has forgotten happened because he threw 13 of 15 in the fourth quarter for two touchdowns. This was a similar vibe. You know, Mahomes, I think, was 10 of 16 for 160 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And and, and he did just take over the game. And I, I think... You know, Super Bowls often have plays that will live in your memory. There's two for me in this game. Uh, one is Sammy Watkins absolutely roasting Richard Sherman and, and Mahomes delivering a perfect ball in there on on the second drive. But obviously the plays is third and 15. Uh, just literally a play I don't think any other quarterback on the planet, maybe outside of Russell Wilson, could make for two reasons. One, he took about a 15-step drop. And you've got to remember this is at the time when the 49ers' defensive line was absolutely all over him. So, first of all, the, the, the quickness of foot to get back that far and then beat the pass rusher and be able to deliver the ball, which, again, must have had 68 yards on it because he's dropped another 15 yards in the pocket. It was a 44-yard completion. I mean, that was just a spectacular play. And it was a flick of the wrist. The, the thing with Mahomes is... It, it almost becomes normalised that he does stuff like this because over two years we've just watched him do things that, certainly for a guy that young, are, are scarcely believable, that, that ignore all of the rules that we've ever had and it was just a special fourth quarter performance.
2: I, uh, I asked Matt Moore about that play and I was like, it looked like he took about a 15-step drop. And uh, whilst uh, both Moore and Butker on that play so it, like gave some credit to the offensive line and the, and the guys come in to block... He did say, yeah, and that's basically he's the only guy who could drop that deep, make that pass look as good as it did. Like, he, he honestly had a look on his face as I said it when he really realized. I think at the, in the time, you don't even realize how spectacular that was and how quick his footwork was. He kind of, it's like it dawned on him how special that play was as I was speaking to him and he just kind of sighed and shook his head and was like, yeah, well.
3: That's bad. Like, but it's it's also it's also Andy Reid. You know, Mahomes broke down the play in the post game, and and essentially they'd had a robber in the middle of the field, so they knew that if they put Kelsey on a on a deep in, then he would take that guy, and then you would have the one on one with Hill on the safety. Now, that's what Andy Reid is very good at. It's adjusting in game and offensively. He's got so many. Strings to his bow, including, as we saw in the first half, a single wing player from the 1940s uh, on a key fourth down. And, and and that's that's what this is now. This is a merge of a Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest player designers and offensive minds in NFL history and one of the greatest quarterback talents in NFL history. And that's, that's what's so exciting. I mean, imagine being a Kansas City Chiefs fan right now.
1: Oh, unbelievable, isn't it? Like, they've got the... The, maybe the star in the making of the NFL for the next seven
3: maybe, maybe US sport
1: eight nine ten yeah, years I,
2: I think US sport I think that's that's the conversation I'm not sure there's an emerging talent in basketball right now which tends to be the place the superstars come from
1: well I think Steph Curry was that but uh, the 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 Golden State Warriors have fallen off a cliff when other people have left. An injury came at the wrong time for Curry as well. But you're right, it, it is a, a LeBron Federer-esque ascendance, I think, and, and it will be that. For me, there are two plays that really stick in my mind. There was a, a drop where, and then he rolls out to the right and then throws across his body, back of probably almost on his own goal line. And it's a, a kind of a, a, a Mahomes-esque play that we're, we're very used to but he makes it look so easy. And then the other one, it was a third and 10, I think. And um, it was just after, the 20 to 10 down, it was just after uh, the the San Francisco 49ers had put even more pressure on them. He was in his own half and everything breaks down. The coverage is really good. He rolls out to his right and he makes the first down on his feet, goes out of bounds, runs for about 11 yards. And I turned to Nat Coons and I said, that could be... The, that is the kind of play that when you're not d- getting anything done and you're not doing anything, your quarterback scrambles for that, moves the chains, releases the pressure. And I think that, there and then, and there were some other bits afterwards, but there and then, I thought that, that was when um, Kansas came back. the
3: spectre of Mahomes forces other teams to do stream. Yeah, 100%. And
2: on that, the, the fact is, it is going into the last 10 minutes... The conversations we were having is, what is Andy Reid doing? Why are they not bringing extra people into block? How is Joey Bosa being left single covered? He's absolutely all over them every play. The pass rush was getting there. The linebackers were playing well. After the run game had been so dominant in the first half, they'd managed to get a few stops in the second half, plus the two interceptions. You know, There was a lot that we were saying that was almost negative about the Kansas City offence. So as much as, yes, you need Tyreek Hill to make that streak play and to, and to be quick enough to get under that ball, yes, you need Travis Kelsey to be dominant over the middle a couple of times. but. It's all Mahomes for me. Any other quarterback back there doesn't do what happened last night. On on the defensive side of the ball, there's <laughs> there's been some classic rewriting of history. It feels like this morning, watching Good Morning Football, that they have, because they have eight new defensive starters this season and Steve Spagnola coming in, this idea that they were suddenly some revolutionary top-tier defense. Yes, they won the game, and there were a couple of players on there, and we'll mention Tyra and Matthew in a moment, plus Chris Jones, who... I can't see how they pay Pat Mahomes and Chris Jones to stay in Especially town. Especially not so with the other guys. In there. That's, going to be a, that's going to be a guy they probably lose in this off-season, and he had a big, big game, or at least one huge play to force the Jimmy Garoppolo interception when he got penetration up the middle. But this idea that their defence put the team on their back in the end and got the two stops, we'll get on to the 49ers, but the 49ers lost it on that side of the ball. What we did see was... Um, What we did see was Tyron Matthew in the first half make three plays in the open field, which could have been touchdowns. On long plays, one run, two pass, where it was Tyron Matthew every time, the last line of defence, who made the game-saving tackle on a 20-plus yard play, which could have broken off for a touchdown. Without Tyron Matthew, the 49ers could have been up 15, 20 points by the end of the first half, and we're talking about a very, very different game of football, potentially. As much as I'm saying, let's cool the talk of a brilliant defence, it was a good enough defence. Uh, in terms of one player who absolutely did put that, uh, that side of the ball on his back, Matthew was just unbelievable throughout last night. Yeah,
3: I mean, the defence was transformed at the point when they moved him closer to the line of scrimmage and, and utilised his his unique and diverse skill set. I, I, I asked him about that,
2: you'll well, a bit, uh, and then he gave Spags a lot of love. Let's hear it. Oh, <laughs> OK. Wow. Throwing it in there for me.
4: So I'm so happy, man. Uh, you know, he's done a lot for this program. Uh, he's done a lot for the NFL. You know, um, to, to to win that many games, um, to to have a Super Bowl uh, ring now, uh, I think that solidified him. Uh, I think that solidifies him. What about Medved? Coach Spagnuolo made the decision to move you closer to the line. Seemed to change the defense
2: this season. He's transformed what you do. It feels like in the last eight or nine
4: weeks. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a bright mind. Um, he's so smart, um, and he adjusts really well especially with personnel um and, we, and i feel like that's why they brought him here you know he was the guy to take down the undefeated patriots and you know he's had a lot of success in the playoffs um he's do, he do so well just adjusting and communicating with his players um i feel like those little things has really helped us out a lot and for you personally three times in the first half an open field tackle from you stopped what could have been a touchdown that's a game changer for me yeah i mean you know i take great pride in just you know being an overall player um you know, it's not going to be every game that I'm able to make an impact playing a passing game, uh, but it'll be a lot of routine plays that, at the end of the day, you realize how big they were. So, um, I think uh, our coaches really preached that—just making an easy play, the simple play—and um, uh, uh, I was, I was, I was happy I was able to do that for my team tonight. And finally, what's it like watching Patrick Mahomes operate from the sideline in that fourth quarter? You know, it's like, uh, like watching Denzel in the movie, or you know, watching LeBron James in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I think he has that glow about him. Uh, he has that spark, man. Um, for him to be that young and to, to be able to keep his confidence in the Super Bowl, playing against a tough defense who didn't really give him anything, I think that get, that, that 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 should tell you everything you need to know about the kid. Um, he believes in himself, and he believes in the people around him. Congratulations, man.
1: Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play, four-to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. <coughs> Full-time supply, 18-plus only, begambleaware.org.
2: <laughs> This is The Gridiron Show, brought to you this Super Bowl week by Curry's PC World and the new GoPro Hero 8 black action camera. Uh, as I was saying earlier, if you take a look at our social feed, you'll see some amazing shots of, of the Super Bowl itself taken on the GoPro camera. Generally look amazing. Great for Instagram, they've got the live burst, the time-lapse, which we did for the, uh, for the halftime show, which is amazing. Plenty of video modes as well. And uh, what I love about the time-lapse as well is they have... Um, uh, there's like a video mode within the time-lapse where uh, the the button you can slow down the capture then speed it up again all live which if you're filming like the, the route up to the stadium you sometimes want to stop on something and get a really good shot of it and if you're doing a time-lapse on your phone you have to like stand still for two minutes to make sure that it's going to have enough on there and then move on again not with the GoPro uh, it, it looked really cool Josh and John did a really brilliant job this week
1: John Jackson did it in at the... Uh post-game interviews so the podium interviews where he went from the broken destroyed and upset 49ers through into the jubilant Kansas City Chiefs
2: it was very good Tyron Matthew we just heard from there it was very good Tyron Matthew we just heard from there uh in the locker room afterwards he was obviously absolutely mobbed we'll have some more interviews coming for you with guys who were a little bit more kind of you yeah. know Able to get one-on-one since they changed the rules on uh, on how the uh, on how the locker room works. It's amazing how much more time you can get with yeah. these guys. There was one point where I was waiting to interview an offensive lineman, oh, Wisniewski, because we were talking about how there wasn't much Super Bowl experience on that Chiefs side. I forgot he won it with the uh, Eagles. With the Eagles, and he came into this game after an injury at left guard about two drives in and had a tough time of it early on, but ended up standing up and playing well. I was waiting to interview him, and they were kind of having a chat between themselves. And I was there, like, poised, ready, camera and everything in hand. What I didn't realise is Patrick Mahomes was stood directly behind me, as close as I am to Ollie right now, chatting to Clark Hunt's son for a solid two minutes. And Ollie Wilson just filmed me there being completely oblivious <laughs> to the whole thing. Eventually, I turned around and was like... And as he walked past, I gave him a little, like, pat on the shoulder pads. Like, congratulations, a pat, a pat.
3: pat.
2: A pat-pat. I gave him a pat-pat. Absolutely. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Andy Reid... The element we've not talked too. Yeah, much about. I mean, I'm I'm very very delighted
3: for him. I am very happy for him because, you know, you look back over his career, he'd won more games than any coach uh, without winning the Super Bowl. He'd won, th- he'd, he'd coached in 365 NFL games, so he coached in a year's worth of games, and he got it got the job done on his 366th. Had tip to Sam Sam Farmer, friend of the show, who opened his piece by. Quoting that stat and describing it as, now that is a leap year, which I loved. I thought that was a very good very good um, opening to his piece. Yeah, so incredibly happy for him. Um, I, I mean, I, I think the game exposed some of his shortcomings, which is, which is the irony. But at the end of the day, the majority of great co- coaches, Joe Gibbs being the exception, who've won multiple Super Bowls, I'm aware he hasn't won multiple yet, but I'm, I'd be stunned at this point if he didn't. Have a great quarterback. I mean, it's just a fact. It's the way it is. And that's, that's what he hasn't had over his career. He's had a, a quarterback you could go so far with. Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick for a little period of time. But most of them need this guy who, when the lights go on in the fourth quarter, in the big game, can do something special. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is.
2: But equally... You have to give it up to the play design. We always talk about two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl, even with the everything else going on around it. What are the coaches going to give us that are slightly different? I was disappointed that 49ers didn't give us a huge amount different. When they stuck to their run game, it worked as well. It was so frustrating. But what we saw from... It was almost like Andy Reid was sick of hearing about how innovative Kyle Shanahan and his offense was. They ran three option plays, which absolutely blew up the game in the first half including the one for the uh, touchdown where Jack Tart was given the completely impossible situation of having Pat Mahomes running directly at him Damien Williams on his outside and just had to make a decision took wa- half a step towards Damian Williams and Mahomes went thank you and walked in for the touchdown it was
3: the all si- of that the single win the, fourth, fourth, the, the fourth ni- down the <laughs> the
2: 1949 Rose Bowl formation the Michigan one where they spun before the play into a single wing to pick up the fourth down Farcical. I
3: mean, I thought the first half of this game in particular was almost impossible to keep track of because both teams, certainly the first four drives, because both teams were doing so much. And, like, you're trying to watch the formations and all this and you're like, this is mind blood.
2: I was counting some, some of the pre-snap motions and there were two or three plays where I saw the 49ers make six pre-snap motions. Six! And when you watch what it does to, like Kansas City, a lot of the time, there were, there were plays where they played man in the backfield or they were playing a combination of like a, a, a man zone. But a lot of the time they just picked up on the, the the motion stuff by not allowing themselves to be pulled around too much, by sticking to their zones. And, and it was only when, there was one play in particular, I think it was a, a big completion to Manny Sanders over the middle where, they made two motions and then George Kittle just moved across the formation from right to left and it just shifted the linebackers maybe a step over to their right. And that was enough for Sanders to make the in-breaking route and have a pocket in the middle of the field. And they picked up about 16 or 17 yeah. yards. and just, I, it, was, it was a joy to watch if I didn't have a rooting interest. A real joy.
1: There were interesting things on defense as well, especially from Kansas City. I, at, one, my, at one point I saw them line up just to the right hand side of as you're looking at from the defensive point of view three guys in a line and at the point of snap they all moved in different directions in different blitz motions it was really fascinating to see it from that point of view so you're you're right in the first four drives at least and then throughout it was there was so much going on on both sides of the ball it was almost like a dance really
3: wasn't it yeah it was yeah it, it, it was like two it, chess masters going head to head, and it was that was the fun part, I think.
2: And it is difficult when you're talking about those disguises against an offense like, like the 49ers run or vice versa. It's much easier to stay to a to a very simple system, a simple scheme, and and just do well at defending your zone and not get drawn in by it. But to throw disguises at Everything they're doing as well is fascinating. You know, just I, lo- I loved it from that perspective. It's just the fourth quarter fell apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And on that fourth quarter, Will?
2: Should we hear from the rest of the locker room first?
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> let's we, tease, let's let's have tease have Willie's uh, <laughs> <laughs> desperation and upsetting.
2: Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right, sorry. So first of all, Matt Moore, congratulations. You're a Super Bowl champion.
0: Thank you, man. That's, uh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, just thankful to be a part of this amazing group of guys man it's really cool
2: as a guy who works in the quarterback room when you're down 10 with 10 minutes left and Patrick has two interceptions was there ever a moment that you believed he wouldn't come back
0: no man are you kidding I mean look at our season it's kind of been a theme um I mean I told him man it's never over it's never over and I, I know he knows that he believed that I know he did and uh obviously he goes out and changes the game quickly, makes a big play to Tyreek on that deep corner out, and I mean, everything else kind of fell into place, so it was awesome to watch.
2: We were kind of stunned that he wasn't making those big plays, but there's one in particular, that third and 15, where he seemed to take about a 15-step drop, I've never seen anything like that.
0: <laughs> That's kind of who he is, man, he makes it happen, he, he, I mean, we needed that more than ever, and uh, he, he bought us uh, enough time, and, and Tyreek was, you know, did a great job and got open, and Pat put it up, and A huge huge play in the game and what about for coach reed i mean amazing i mean i've only known him for a short time uh great person obviously a great ball coach i mean i could not be happier for him um i'm just so stoked for him he's been in that
2: position before down two scores in a super bowl with not much time left seems he learned lessons from that what was he telling you guys on the sideline
0: well he just kept telling pat just you know keep shooting keep throwing it um Similar to just, it's never over, man. Just keep firing. And that's what he did. Guys kept making plays. And, you know, we come out on top. Got a little momentum and came out on top. I mean, it's just really cool. Well, congratulations, man. You're a Super Bowl champion. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Well, first of all, Harrison Butker, you're a Super Bowl champion. How does that
5: feel? I'm real, man. No one can take that away. Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl 54 champion, you know, just amazing. You know, we talked about this in training camp. You know, being able to come back from that 2018 loss in the AFC Championship game. And then we won the AFC Championship game two weeks ago. And now it's like we're finally here for the big one. We closed it out. No doubt in anybody's mind when we were down by 10. You know, we had been there before being at a deficit, you know, against the Texans and the Titans. So, you know, nobody was worried. We came back out of the W. And now Super Bowl champs. Unreal. Go for the two fourth quarters, two
2: fourth downs in the first half. Do you ever think you're even going to get out
5: there and have a chance to kick? (laughs) No, I mean... uh, I knew going into this game, like, if it was going to be fourth and short, we were going for it. You know, obviously I was ready to kick the field goal, but, you know, I want to do whatever to, to help the team win, and if getting a first down is going to help the team win, I'm all for it. Uh, what's it like watching Patrick Mahomes and that offense
2: operate in the way they did in the fourth quarter?
5: Yeah, it, it was great, you know. Um, you know, we bounced back from some... Uh, some, some maybe incomplete passes, stuff like that. We, we had a great fourth quarter. You know, Patrick really sacrificed his body out there. And I that, thought that showed how much of a leader he is and how tough and physical he is as a person to put his body on the line to win that game. You know, and he just balled out fourth quarter.
2: Ever a moment with the second interception and that move to, to being 10 points down where you thought that was it?
5: No, but just because there was so much time and you know, we, we can score so quickly. Uh, you know, we had some good offside kicks that we could have used as well, but, you know, I don't think we had any doubt. Well, on that
2: point, I just want to give you praise personally. It's something I mentioned on commentary. You're kicking today from kickoffs, pinning them literally one yard every single time to restrict the runbacks and help that field position. It's an underrated part of the game, but you did your job amazingly.
5: I appreciate that you noticed that. You know, I think it goes kind of unheard of or, you know, under the radar, but uh, that's a huge momentum changer, especially – the last kickoff we had, you know, we got him on the 15-yard line. I mean, that that's tough. Jimmy Garoppolo's got to go, what, now 85 yards to score a touchdown. That's a lot better than just giving the ball on the 25-yard line. So field position's huge. I think it gives a lot of momentum for the defense going in there. But, you know, I, I love kickoffs. Everybody on the kickoff team, the 10 other guys, they take a lot of pride in it. And, you know, I thought we'd, uh, we destroyed them on kickoff covers. And it just
2: really, truly shows that this is a team sport.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff goes kind of under the radar, but if, it, if they got the ball on the 25-yard line, you know, it could have been different, you know, and, you know, this game's all about inches, so every yard that we can get behind that 25-yard line is huge. What will you do tonight? Man, you know, we got a party already set up in the hotel. My family's going to be there. You know, I'm just looking forward to uh, just eating whatever and enjoying the off season now. I mean... You're going to the offseason with, with the Super Bowl ring. I mean, it's unreal. You know, it's the best way to do it, obviously. And then the
2: very last thing, just a word on Coach Reed.
5: Man, I'm so happy for Coach Reed. You know, obviously losing his first appearance and now finally got it. You know, he'll forever be a Super Bowl winning coach. You know, and I'm, I'm so happy we were able to help him uh, do that. Harrison, big fan.
2: Well done. You're a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, thank you. Unreal. Appreciate it. Okay, so we're here with Rashard Breeland, cornerback of the Kansas City Chiefs. We spoke on opening night. We talked about this team,
6: this coaching staff, everything you've done this season, and now you're a Super Bowl champion. Man, great! You know what I mean? Like we, we saw this coming. We knew it was gonna be here. We we just had to follow the quarter. It was already written. We just had to had to follow the script. You already know. Is there ever a moment when? Down ten points, ten minutes left. Two interceptions already thrown. You're sitting, sitting on the sideline thinking we can't do this. No man. Not one time did this team ever waver, or ever got down, man. I can see that we're we persistent in what we do to get get wins or whatever it takes. We are gonna do it. Uh, the defense came in and helped the offense until they got going. When the offense get going, it's a wrap, man. We scoring three minutes, like so. Never down. You you never out of it. As long as you if you got four or five minutes, man. We we never down. I want to I wanna talk to you about toughness. You went off with
2: an injury at one point. There was a timeout. You came in two plays later. You got a tackle for loss.
6: What does that say about you, this team, that mentality? Man, we this is Super Bowl, man. Ain't nothing going to have you hurt. You know what I mean? Shoot me up and send me back out there. I man. I'm going to do what I got to do to get this team winning. For us to win, man, we're going to do what we got to do. and that's, that's the mentality of everybody all year. We had a lot of injuries that hamper us, but the guys went and worked and, and, and got themselves back quickly and possible to help this team get to this point and we did it quick word for Coach Reed man I'm, I'm glad I was able to help you get this this joy experience this joyous moment you know what I mean get your first Super Bowl my first Super Bowl like I, I, I'm happy and I'm glad to be able to spend it in this moment with you great coach you know what I mean like he like a pop to some of some of us out here you know what I mean like, like, like a friend you know what I mean like He's a player's coach, and anybody in the room will want to play for him, and I'm just happy I got a chance to really help him get, get what he deserved. And then finally, what's it like to watch Patrick Mahomes operate from the sideline? Man, that's great, man. You can't, that's something you can't beat. <laughs> it's got two phones on the go. They're both blowing up. Look, Super Bowl
2: champion, congratulations, Bashad. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thanks.
7: Feels good, man. We've been putting in a lot of work since April, man, just to, to take it step by step. Um, and to get a win and, and be able to enjoy this, um, it, it's been fun. It's a blessing. When you got traded
2: over here, I think a lot of people were surprised that such a valuable asset was moved in a trade. Did you know you were coming to a team that had this potential within a couple of years?
7: Uh, I mean, I learned quick, man. Just coming in, just seeing how they worked, um, you know, seeing seeing Coach Reed's system, how he did things, how much he, he pushes you, how much he works you, man. It, I, I came in and I learned quick and just tried to, you know, be a part of it and, and put my put my hand in it and have a role.
2: How does it feel to do this for Coach Reed tonight?
7: It feels good, man. To see him get his Gatorade bath, to see him hold up that trophy, man, means a lot to all of us.
2: And what about Patrick Mahomes? You've seen over the last two years the way he's grown into arguably the best quarterback in the NFL.
7: Yeah, man. Pat just—he's a hell of a player, man. And the the special thing about him is that he never tries to do anything out of his control. You know, he just stays in his limits. He's the player that he is, and uh, it's just. It's just good that he's a heck of a player.
2: What's that feeling on the sideline after the second interception down ten? Was there ever any low point at all?
7: No, nah, not really, just kept on fighting, man. We we've been in the situation pretty much the whole playoff. So we know it was always gonna it, it only took one play to, to get us back in the game and uh you know the offense made that play I think with Tyreek on the deep shot. And I think as soon as that play happened, we all knew that we could get it. With Tyreek on the deep shot,
2: with a 15-step drop. I've never seen a quarterback do anything like that before in my life. Say that again? It was a 15-step drop. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that from a quarterback before. His feet are insane.
7: That's a testimony to the O-line, too, <laughs> being able to block it up, give them time to uh, hit those guys deep. So it's, it's a it all works hand-in-hand.
2: And finally for you, to get that game-sealing play right at the end had to be a special moment.
7: Yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, I never like going a whole season without an interception, and I went the whole regular season, so I told myself I had to get one. I was like, if, if I ain't get one the whole regular season, I'm just saving it for the, for the Super Bowl, then I, I'll take it. It's a pretty good time to get you first. It's good time to get it, so I, I ain't mad. Congratulations,
2: Kendall, Super Bowl
7: champion. Appreciate that. Awesome, Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
2: From inside the Chiefs locker room, Matt Moore, Harrison Butker, Bashar Breland, and Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller was the most relaxed man in the world. I said to him, like, I thought he was a really interesting case because he was part of the Alex Smith trade. And I don't think anyone thought he should have been traded by Washington. Certainly, we thought it was a ridiculous decision by them at that point. And obviously, we could never have known about Alex Smith's horrible injury. But even so, it still felt like a bizarre decision for them to make. He was the most relaxed and laid-back man in the world about the whole thing. Just like, yeah, it's, you know, I've really seen... I came in and I could see that there was potential for this team to win, but... Yeah, what we've done over the last couple of years has been, has been pretty fantastic. Pretty good. So, I'd say you just
3: like, Bowl, Ken- <laughs> You've you, just won
2: the Super Bowl, Kendall.
3: You've just won the Super Bowl. You've just won the Super Bowl, have arguably the greatest young talent we've ever seen playing a quarterback and a Hall of Fame head coach. It's not a bad situation.
2: That fourth quarter.
3: Well, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's not just the fourth quarter. Oh, me. no, it's
2: not. But Kyle, the end of the first Kyle
3: Shanahan went into this game coaching not to lose and you can't do that in big games I'm sorry you can't I know you have I know you trust your defense and I understand why you trust your defense but first of all you could have had the ball left with a minute 30 in the in the fourth quarter as much as the Kittle player eventually was called back that almost was evidence in favor because they'd have had six seconds left on the clock
2: yeah it would have been, uh, been so you'd goal. have
3: had to kick a field goal that was almost evidence to me of how badly wrong he got all calling the timeout. Now, I understand the argument of not wanting to give Mahomes the ball back, but the way to actually be parring Mahomes, as well as controlling the clock when you're on offence, is to, is to utilise every possession possible.
2: And, and it's not just and, and
3: when you're down by four with two minutes left trying to drive down the field to win, that's illustrated. There is also the fourth down call yeah, absolutely. in the second the, half.
2: At 10-10 on the opening drive where the, the field he goal. kicks the
3: field goal. And then again, with two minutes left, I mean, Garoppolo nearly had them in field goal range anyway. But with two minutes left, you're driving down the field, down four. You convert one fourth and short with the best running game in football, and you potentially go on, you potentially level at that stage, and it's a totally different game. Um, so that was wrong. And then I mean, and then it's almost like as a, a big overcorrection. In the fourth quarter, I mean, uh, the second and five pass play, I, I just don't think I'll ever get over, No, frankly. absolutely,
2: and the fact is, they just picked up a nice chunk on, it was one of their worst runs of the day, and they picked up five yards yeah. on first down. It's all, and
3: at that point, it's, it's like, every drive where they had a drive starter running the ball, they pretty much marched down the field didn't they? You know, once you get the defence on the heels and you start running it well, it's, it's difficult to stop prime, that. Prime offense. example,
2: th- the third quarter touchdown, they had, uh, the, initial, the first player that was I think a negative run play or possibly just a one yard run play and they were set up in second and long and they could have panicked then. They went for another run play, picked up a first down, I think it was muster to the outside on the left. It might have been a swing pass actually but it was certainly out of a run formation. It was pass out of running if yeah. it wasn't a run. And that established the tone for that drive, and they went down and scored a touchdown. It's what you've done so well all season. It's what you've done brilliantly in these playoffs. It's what you've done to establish leads time and time again. That second and five call, if you run the ball or if you do something off of run in order to pick up the first down, I think the, Super, the San Francisco 49ers are probably Super Bowl I mean, champions Just Just right
3: run now. the ball until they prove they can stop it in that moment. You know, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, that is your strength.
2: How much... Was Houston in his mind when it was um, coming to protecting uh, a league?
3: Unquestionably. And I think also, just in his general caution, I think it was in his mind. Because in Houston, he was he was too aggressive, you know. He, he didn't think enough about that. But, I mean, for me, he should be able to differentiate the difference between a 25 and a 10-point lead. I mean, it's with Pat Mahomes on the other sideline. I mean, people look at the scoreline and think, well, why are we doing it? Well, the score lines are relevant. The last touchdown was a was was with the game already over, touchdown. It wasn't it was a four point game, you know, and you look back at a close game like that and you look at all those missteps and the hair and then ultimately as well I thought it was a bad night for Jimmy Garoppolo and, and he didn't play badly all game, but I judge a quarterback by what you can do with Right, let me, right, you've talked way too much
2: about the thing that I wanted, I was gonna come on and rant about. So let's talk about Garoppolo. (laughs) Honestly, he just said everything I needed to say (laughs) about Carl Shannon to get it off my chest. This is meant to be my therapy session and you have just taken it over. People didn't want to hear from you, you six-time Patriots (laughs) champion supporting bastard. They wanted to hear from the person. Who was greedy? I,
3: I this genuinely morning. didn't think you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ready to talk now, Willie. Well, here sorry. we go.
1: Put the mic no, down No, you.
2: You were absolutely right. Everything you've said there, uh, in a classic Ollie Hunter line, I can't disagree with. You're spot on about all of it. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, who, on the third and five after the second and five, after the second and five went so badly wrong, had a wide open man and instead went for the big play downfield because that was the read that the play gave to him. Make that play and people probably call you a legend. But you can pick up the first down and that's all you need to do. You're trying to run time off the clock. There was another one on the next drive where he went for a big play to Kittle again, where he had, on I think it was on the, possibly on the second and long, where he had Debo Samuel wide open in the flat. Okay, it might have only been a five or six yard pickup, but put yourself in third and short and give yourself an opportunity to move the sticks and keep the game going. There were at least four plays last night where he made absolutely the wrong read. The interception was dreadful anyway. It was almost like after we had that conversation about the sack that he took uh, two, weeks ago or last, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where you were saying you've got to throw the ball away, you can't take a sack in that situation. It was almost like he had that in his mind and went, oh, I've got to throw this ball away, and just completely misjudged it and ended up throwing it directly into the arms of awaiting Bashar Breland. The whole thing was, is it Bishar Breland or was that one Kendall Fuller? I don't even know anymore. The whole performance does make you have to question with the defence they've got, with the scheming they've got, with supposedly the young coaching talent they've got, are they, can they get over the line with that combination of a quarterback who's not going to put the team on his back but needs the system around him, a guy who's... You know, let's be honest, remind you of, say, like an Alex Smith, a, a decent game manager who has a decent throw in his locker. Now, there is, just to kind of quantify that, the first season of a major ACL injury yep. any quarterback is incredibly tough. And he could come back next year and be a much better player than he was this year. And we've seen it time and time again this season. Tonight, he threw his 15th interception of the year. After throwing an interception on nine separate occasions, they've scored on the following drive. Like, that is better than anyone else in the NFL this year it's an impressive stat because it shows his mental capacity to get over mistakes but he's got to do that for now nine months not for four minutes while the other team are on the field it's a question of whether the head coach gets over his mental issues the quarterback gets over his mental issues because one of them has to if they're going to win a championship otherwise the 49ers could easily represent the NFC in the in the Super Bowl next year We know that a Super Bowl loser, it's very tough to go back again afterwards. It's very, very rare. But talent-wise and coaching-wise, they've got all the ability to do it, and they've opened as NFC favourites. If they get back there again, you think that the kind of jolly mood I was in for most of this week, where I was kind of taking it as it comes, I'm going to be much worse next year because I'm going to have been there with this combination and known just how badly (laughs) we can screw it up, which, by the way, is monumentally. And to everyone who lovingly text me with 10 minutes left of the game, congratulating me on the dominant performance and the Super Bowl victory and asking me to do snow angels in the confetti at the end of the game, desperate for shots of me on the field. Every every one of them, I messaged them back going, calm down, calm down, calm down, because I knew what Patrick Mahomes could do. This is exactly why I did that. I didn't expect it to be as spectacular as a 21-point unanswered comeback. And the 49ers undeniably threw that game away with the play calling and the quarterback play in the fourth quarter. It's a game they could have won even when they went down 24-20. And it's a game they should have won when they were still up 2017.
3: I mean, the 24-20 is a good point because for me, you should have still won at that point because that is what... You do in those situations, that's what you should do in those situations. It, it it's what Russell Wilson does, it's what Tom
2: Brady does, it's yeah. what Peyton Manning we've seen do, it's what we've seen, I mean it's what we've seen Eli Manning do, it's what we've seen Joe Flacco do, it's what we've seen much worse quarterbacks than Jimmy Garoppolo do, and yet they couldn't do it last but the, night. It was a big
1: third and ten, at 24-20, and, uh, and down the middle of the field, Emmanuel Sanders has outrun a triple coverage. And he massively overthrows him into the end zone. Well, that's
3: the, that's the play for me. I mean, that, that is that's the defining mental. play for Garoppolo. Because for two reasons. One, there was a guy wide open over the middle for a first down, which is... I, I understand that if yeah, you... Yeah, th- I agree, mate. All right. Yeah, whatever, plane. <laughs> hey, I mean, played, you plane! <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> ultimately, he's airmailed that throw disastrously. But also, separate to that, any throw 40 yards downfield is low percentage. Take the high percentage, first down throw over the middle, and live to fight for another four downs, and especially when, had they they scored a touchdown there, I've absolutely no doubt that Parry Mahomes would have drove the Chiefs back down (laughs) the field, because there was enough time left on the clock. Like... In that situation as well, I'm aware that you need to score and that's the priority, but game management is a part of it's it the, as well. It's actually the
2: same thing I said on the, on the score that the Chiefs got to go up 24-20 to 20 in the first place. They scored that in 2 minutes 36 when they came on the field with what 5.5 yeah. minutes left. They could have killed the game off I mean, themselves I was, I was with a slower, more methodical drive. And don't get me wrong, I said it to, which we had Shane Vereen on our coverage, who was excellent, by the way. I said it to Shane Vereen during the break, I just said, the fact is, is obviously you want to score a touchdown. You're behind, and that's the most important thing. But if you, if you run the ball a bit more and take two more minutes
3: off the clock, you give them no chance yeah. to come back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I kept nudging you, because you're obviously you know, do, doing a great job, in fairness, of trying to broadcast live but also physically betraying signs of incredible frustration. And I kept nudging you, just pointing to me watching, saying, like, don't worry, there's plenty of time left on the clock, kind of thing. And and also, they got the drive started as well. That's the frustrating part. The drive looked great until the pass crossed midfield. And then, honestly, that, I, I don't understand. I'd love to know whether the third down play, the third and ten, whether the intention was to go or was to go deep to Sanders because the fact he threw it suggests to me it was. And that's yeah. bad coaching. And, and I don't understand that. Yeah, it's third and ten. If it was first and ten... You're in four-down
2: territory. Yeah. Even if you take seven or eight yards and go on the fourth down, at yeah. least you've got a higher percentage completion than you do going for the bomb downfield.
3: It's frustrating. And, and I mean, like you say, I, I, I find almost, like, I was thinking, that period's Eagles Super Bowl was hard to take for me as a fan. I almost think this is worse because you had the game. You had the game. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, and and just a variety of things to mess it up.
2: My buddy Dickie Wyatt, that might be a problem, that leaf blower now going off over there.
3: Should we quickly wrap up? I just wanted to. I just want to say quickly
2: a shout out to my buddy Dickie Wyatt, my Carl Shanahan, Shanahanigan's buddy, who last night, when I came in, he works with, uh, with NFL UK on PR. He was staying with us at Airbnb. He's been through Carl Shanahan blowing a big lead in a Super Bowl. And he just came over and gave me the biggest hug in the world. And they kept telling me, he's still a great coach, don't worry about it.
1: Tricky Dicky, what an absolute hero. I just wanted to say, Jason Cabinda, the, the Detroit Lions talk sport, uh, Detroit Lions linebacker was on the talk sport coverage. And at 24:20, Kansas City had just scored. San Francisco, get the ball. He said, this is the time for Jimmy Garoppolo to step out of Tom Brady's shadow. Didn't happen. No, still in Tom Brady's shadow
2: he was never going to step out he could have won a Super Bowl and he would have stepped out of Tom Brady's shadow he could have done it I
1: the disagree yeah, but I, I, I mean, disagree uh, there
3: at, at the end of the day what he does do is he, he said himself this week more than half the questions he were asked about were about Tom Brady that wouldn't have been the case next year if they were back and that he'd have got the job done in this game so I do I do think it's a viable point ultimately yeah I mean it's just I do fail for you Will I really do it's, it's, it's not a nice one Um I think we're all excited to see the birth of a new superstar, and for Andy Reid to get it uh, offset slightly by some other more unsavoury members of that Chiefs team. Um, but that's—it was so funny because
2: they are—they are a lovely team, through top pretty much top to bottom bar. I mean, Travis Kelsey was acting the fool in the locker room immediately, as was Tyreek Hill, getting all RC because like, he left his phone on the podium and then getting really RC to PR person. There are one or two characters in that locker room who I would happily see out of town in a minute.
3: Yeah, absolutely. This, this podcast
2: has been excellent. And it's been absolutely ruined, much like a 49ers performance in the fourth quarter by some men with leaf blowers slash Carl Shatter. <laughs> <laughs> Those Should've leaf blowers are Carl Shatter.
3: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's the perfect metaphor to end this show on with.
2: <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, all of this week. Thank you to the guys at GoPro Hero as well. The competition, if you're listening to this on Monday, is still open until the end of the day. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for getting involved. Huge fans of, of everyone that gets in touch with us. Uh, we'll probably take a little break now. we've Uh, got some really big plans for the off-season, but we'll have a couple of weeks off. Maybe we'll bring you some of our Super Bowl interviews as a treat. Otherwise, thank you for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show, brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Horse Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. <laughs> Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
7: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <laughs>